This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. We are here with Kristen and Sam. Oh my God, you guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having <laughs> Finally, us. Finally, I feel like we've been trying to do this forever. We've been talking about this forever. I think it started because somebody asked a question about dating coworkers on my story um, during an AMA and I responded being like, proceed with caution or like avoid at all costs. And you were like, um, excuse me. And I will say like three of my other friends who have recently gotten engaged and like our wedding planning also were like, oh, no, what are you talking about? Um, I get this question all the time about like dating coworkers and like, what should people do? Shouldn't people do? And I do take back what I said about, you know, avoid. I stand by proceed with caution, but you guys met at work. You're here to talk about it. 
And I'm so glad that you didn't take my advice, however many years ago, if you had asked me for it, because here we are. Here we are. And it's been almost seven years, if you can believe it. Crazy. We obviously don't work together anymore now. Um, But when we first met at work, it's actually kind of a good story. So we'll give it. And honestly, it might be like a blast from the past for you too, just because Mm -hmm. it has been seven years. Um, And as you mentioned, we are wedding planning. So clearly it did work out. We're a success story. Um, But yes. So, okay. Funny enough, I actually never in my life have like chased a boy as hard as I chased this one. Um, So we had been working together. He was at the company. Um, It was an agency, an ad agency. We both work in similar industries. We had been at the company, him for... Was there about a year before? About a year. um, And I had probably only been there like six months. Um, And I had made a lot of friends at the company. Um, It wasn't a huge place. It was probably like... 150, um, maybe 200, two floors. Um, and we were on similar teams. So we would like have some overlap in things that we would do on a daily basis, but not a crazy amount. And I saw him and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. Um, and I would tell all my friends, I'm like, I have the cutest coworker. I don't There's really this guy. Know. He looks like Nick Jonas. He looks like Nick Jonas. <laughs> I'm so attracted to him. Um, and like, I wouldn't do anything about it. I would just look from afar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean it in a creepy way, but I would tell my friends, go ahead. Honestly, there's nothing better than having that like work crush because it makes it exciting. It's like something to look forward to and to like get you out of bed every day. (laughs) Genuinely to the point where it also gives you like a reason to like pick out different outfits and like actually get dressed and give Uh, a shit. Yeah. Sam, at this point, had you noticed Kristen? Like, was she on your mind at all? Were you also staring at her from across the room? I definitely had noticed her. Um, and, (laughs) and her very cute and very attractive, but I had not pursued anything or I honestly don't even know if I struck up a conversation. I was very, I'm a little introverted and was more to myself, but I also was pretty reluctant to get involved with anyone at work at that time. Why was that? Um, Just, you know, I I was thinking of your advice, even though you hadn't given it yet all those years ago. Um, But I I was busy dating a coworker and having it not (laughs) survive your situation. Um, I don't know. I, I hadn't put that much thought into it. I just think I was kind of closed off to the idea initially, um, just because, I don't know, there's this, you know, a stigma around it. People say it's not, you know, it's a dangerous, dangerous situation to get into sometimes, um, can backfire. So I think I just, um, I think I just hadn't, hadn't really considered it as, as a, you know, uh, a legitimate option. Yeah. Um, which we can talk about in a minute because I have a personal opinion about it. And I actually like strongly disagree with that. Uh, I mean, it can end up messy, of course, but I will say my opinion in a minute. But um, so I I started to like pursue it. Um, back in the day, we would all use Slack. People don't use it as much anymore just because of like teams. We would all use Slack. And so I would like try to like strike up random conversations or like message him about something or actually don't remember exactly like the first time I like tried to talk to him 
Um, I also am not timid at all when it comes to guys. You probably know that very well. Like, I'll just shoot my shot. I'm I'm not scared. Personally. Kristen, she's actually not timid with anything in life. I'm not timid with anything in life. <laughs> definition of like no shame. Yeah. <laughs> no shame. No um, shame. But I definitely like kind of went for it in terms of starting and striking up the conversation, which by the way, girls, please, everyone should do that. It's not a guy's world. We don't all have to wait for the guy to come to us. Um, but yeah, so he would message me back. We would start kind of chatting, but it was definitely casual. It wasn't anything, um, crazy or flirty. And I actually had a lot of friends at the company. Um, like I said, I'm very social. So, um, we, I kind of had like a group of friends, um, and he wasn't really in it. He was way more serious about work than I was. It was my first job. He's a year older. So he had like been in the working world for longer. He knew the ropes better than I did. Um, but I would, um, try to like invite him to hang out with us or do little things. So he would just kind of join the group. Um, and I would talk to my work friends about it all the time too, that I was like, obviously interested. She made me feel a lot cooler. I made him feel a lot cooler. (laughs) And then the big, um, the big moment was one of our work friends, he was actually friends with this one. Um, she had like a friend who had tickets to a Mets game. Um, and so we were going to bring like a big crew to the Mets game. Um, she had a certain amount of tickets and I was like, please save one for Sam. Like, let's invite Sam. I didn't want to be the one to invite him. (laughs) So I had her do it. And like I said, they were friends. So it wasn't weird. Like ladies, shoot your shot, but also have a friend shoot the shot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Moral of Kristen's story. (laughs) Yeah, no, everyone needs a a bossy friend who can really step in. Um, but anyway, so she invited him and he said, yes. So. Um, I mean, like that was the night everything changed and like things actually happened. Um, just like short, long story short, uh, actually, you know what, this is kind of funny where we went to the the game and I had actually (laughs) the guy I lost my virginity to, lol, um, he worked for the Mets. And so we, and he and I had like hooked up after that. Um, and so I had reached out to him, like I'm coming to the Mets game and like, I was entertaining Sam, of course, but nothing, we didn't, weren't dating. So like, I don't know. Right. Like then nothing had happened yet. So you're like, okay, maybe I'll, if that doesn't work, like something else can come out of this game. Exactly. Exactly. I was still being difficult at the time. Yeah. So I, um, texted Steve and then Steve actually came to, well, I don't care. I have no shame. He's actually married and I think like pregnant now. Um, Hey Steve. I have a baby. Um, so I texted Steve and he actually came up to where we were sitting. We were like all the way at the top. And I had left to go talk to him. And Sam told me later on that, like, that made him really nervous. He was upset that I was going to maybe. Because yeah. we, were, we were flirting. Oh, my God. Like, we were flirting. Yeah. And, like, I think we both knew that probably something was going to happen soon. Um, anyways, nothing happened with Steve. It was literally a totally, like, friendly conversation. As, by the way, I was intending it to be. I was joking for. I wasn't expecting anything to happen well, with did, did part of you want Steve to come up to, like, make Sam jealous? Probably. That sounds like me. That does sound like you. Yeah. But she, I definitely, she definitely left me there. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is really annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was probably gone for 10 minutes. It was like not a long conversation. Um, Anyway, so when we were leaving, I asked him if he wanted to share an Uber. He lived in Tribeca. I lived in Murray Hill. That makes no sense. (laughs) Um, But obviously my intentions were otherwise. So then we had our first kiss in the Uber as I was getting out. Um, Aww, five yeah. stars for that uber ride five yeah. stars i wonder what that uber driver thought <laughs> never knew his name 
No. Okay. So what happens next? Like, how did you go from like innocently flirting to having your first kiss to then deciding like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, were there hesitations? Were there anything that like each of you were fearing because of the work situation? What was going on in your minds? Um, I'll, well, I'll start because, so this goes to what I think about the situation for anyone else that's considering being with someone or dating someone or ho- even hooking up with someone at work. I think you have to go into it with a mindset of like, this wouldn't just be a casual fun thing. Cause that gets messy. If you're going into the mindset with like, I could genuinely see a future with this person. I know what they stand for. I know, you know, their background and it matches with what I'm interested in. I know that they're a really nice person, by the way, because I've heard of people get involved with someone at work who's not a nice person and they're just interested in like a chase or a hookup or something. And that's really messy. Sam is like the nicest person you could ever meet. And I knew that. Um, And also like, I mean, for me, there were certain things that were really important. So he's Jewish. That was great. Um, he's really smart and really nice. Like I said, so there's, I went into it knowing that like I could see something here. It wasn't just casual for me. Um, and with that, like, I, I don't see an issue with it because here's the thing. There's very few ways to meet someone these days. And we all hear, I mean, you worked for freaking hinge, you know, this probably better than anyone. We all hear like the apps are hard. There's so much catfishing going on now. There's so many lies happening on the platform. There's so many people that are there for the wrong reasons. Other than that, how are you meeting people? And when you work together, you have something very in common with the other person. So it allows for, I mean, things for you to talk about in the moment and like on your dates, but also for the future. I mean, if I'm working on something and I need, like there's been so many times where he's helped me with things that I, you know, I'm struggling with work-wise or Um, you know, like just knowing that we'll always have some sort of overlap in our careers, even if we've, we have kind of gone like a little separate in what we're doing, but similar type of role. It's really helpful. I mean, it's, it's hard when someone's a doctor and someone's in finance, like your schedules probably aren't lining up really well. So for us, it was always, we were always on the same schedule. We always had something to talk about. Um, I know he obviously Mm -hmm. felt differently. So, well, I think for me, like at the time, probably similar to you as well. Like when we had first started hooking up, um, like I was very actively dating, looking for someone on all the apps, doing all of that. So when, you know, when, when we first got together, we weren't, we didn't start dating immediately. We were, you know, just sort of seeing each other casually around work for probably a couple months before we made that choice. Um, and that, you know, then that sort of opened my mind to where I was prior and was like, oh, okay, this is, this could actually be, you know, really good. And obviously I had genuine interest in her beyond just, you know, someone to hook up with. Um, and then, you know, over time you realize that this is someone you could see yourself with. So, you know, I think it was also maybe even a little bit of a relief to me from, from the active dating world where this was something that was, I won't say easier because it, it definitely was not easier in many situations, but um, more, more natural. Um, like Kristen was saying, all those things we had, like we had a shared friend group at work and some, you know, similar career interests and things to talk about. It made, it made it, uh, more seamless. And the friend group's a good point too, just because, I mean, we all are, I mean, it's so different with COVID now, but 
we're also close. We work with our coworkers what more than we talk to our coworkers more than we talk to our family. And so right. for us being able to go out with those people and have plans for like Halloween or just on a Friday night, I'll go from work to drinks. It was so fun. Because it just like it worked out so well and our lives just meshed really well together. Also worth noting, like this was at an ad agency and there was a very like young social culture. So it's not like it was a, you know, very stuffy office. So just to paint a little bit of a picture of like what the environment was like. It's yeah, it's definitely true. But I don't I and I like will say this until my face is blue. I, I don't think it matters. Like I think I think you have to go in with the mindset that I was saying, right? Like you really have to know that this could be your person. And then it's, it's like, why wouldn't you try? And even Mm -hmm. if it does not work out, I mean, the other thing to consider is like our generation right now, none of us are staying at jobs for more than like a few years, which I'm not saying that that's what everyone should do. I hate changing jobs. I actually was at my last, in my last role at that company for like five years, but if something, God forbid, doesn't work out and it's that unbearable for you, like you could always reconsider, but like this could also be your life partner. So, you know, it's just important to think about the pros and cons, but also like the benefit of meeting your partner at at work. Yeah. I mean, to that point, I think that's where it gets tough. You know, like I, a very close friend of mine did date somebody she met at work and you actually worked with these people, um, as you know, and they dated for two years and it was amazing while it was going great. And then, you know, things changed and he broke up with her and going to work became unbearable. It went from being like her safe, happy place where she loved her job. And it was so much fun to, you know, go to work with her boyfriend every day to like, she dreaded going to work, she'd be going to the bathroom to cry, like she ended up switching teams and then ended up having to leave because she couldn't bear to like see him every day. Yeah. And that's where it can get really tough. And so I do think, you know, exactly to your point, it's important to, you know, kind of think about like, well, if this doesn't work out, would I be okay moving jobs? Like, would I be okay going to another team? Would I be okay going to another company? Um, Or would I be okay seeing this person every day? And I think, you know, we're all different. Like, I know that I would not be okay in that situation. um, But I know that because I've been through it. Mm -hmm. And it, completely destroyed me and was so incredibly painful. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I guess you're someone who, you know, you're better at compartmentalizing your emotions um, and you wouldn't let that, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think it's important to consider those things. Um, I'm not good at compartmentalizing my emotions. So if it didn't work out, I mean, it would have been really tough. I think for me, to your point, if, it didn't, I would have been okay with finding something different. I mean, especially in our industry in the advertising yeah. agency world, it's like you could always go to another job. I'm not saying that that's something that I would want, but I think it. you have to, you just have to see like, do you genuinely feel like this is the person that you could be with? And if so, it's so worth it to try. But if you look at them and you're, you're like, I'm really attracted to you, but maybe you're not the nicest person or you're not the easiest to get along with. Or even if you first start and you realize that you're having a lot of arguments and fights, you have to like know right away, this probably might not work out. And therefore I need to think about plan B, Um, which isn't easy, but yeah, you have to just, you got to know yourself. And then you also got to know the person that you're interested in. 
you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE. That's Nutrafol.com promo code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I, yeah, go ahead, Tim. We also, we ended up leaving the company. So we worked there um, the first year of our relationship. And then we ultimately left at the same exact time um, to leave and go different places. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was the only reason, but partially because we were at a point where, we, you know, our relationship was getting more serious. And it was, you know, sort of time where we said, look, if if this is going to work, if we want really want to, you know, make this a not that it wasn't real that first year, but like a, a real legitimate long-term relationship, this situation might not be the most like long-term sustainable. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there were multiple things that went into us leaving when we did. But well, we also should say that like, it wasn't all peaches and roses. Like we, I mean, we didn't have that much overlap in terms of like our day-to-day -day working together, but there was a project that we were put on together and it was terrible like we just got competitive in it's a way really bad. I mean we had we had totally different roles like I was a social strategist he was a brand strategist so similar um similar type of role and similar part of the process that we would work in um but not the same like direct team but we just realized that we would fight and we never fight so you know I mean it's it's there's so many pros and cons like I said but um for us, it was worth what it. I, what I actually found interesting from that experience was that we, we act, when it was just the two of us, we actually worked well together. Like our, our brains worked well together. We collaborated well together, but the outside things I think impacted us, the hierarchy, the politics in the office, different things. And that's what caused issues. But it, that process actually did open my eyes to be like, oh, wow, we actually like collaborate pretty well, speak the same language when we're, when we're working together. And I found that to be interesting, but it was, it was the politics and all of the surrounding things that I think made made for challenges during that time. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, I think it's interesting that, you know, you guys had this experience and then you kind of zoomed out and took a bigger look at the situation and we're like, okay, if we want this to work, maybe this isn't the way. Um, but it's, 
not like that was the only thing I'm sure like driving your decision to to leave that job at that time. But also going back to what you said earlier of like figuring out early on, like if you're starting to argue a lot or if, you know, maybe they're not that nice. Um, I think one, th- one thing you mentioned is really important to take into consideration. Like we talk about deal breakers a lot and I try and encourage people, you know, figure out what your deal breakers truly are. You know, you don't actually need somebody who's over six foot or who has like blonde hair. But to your point, Kristen, you said like Sam was Jewish and I know you and I know that's something that's important to you. And so, yeah, there could totally be like a really hot coworker who you're so into and so attracted to. But if you know you have this deal breaker, maybe it's religion, maybe it's, you know, you really want kids and they don't. Maybe it's the place that you're going to end up living later in life and you know that that's not what they're open to. Like, then at that point, you're not doing yourself a favor by going for it. Like you're only setting yourself up to get hurt. Totally. Yeah. It's such, it's such an important point. I mean, I, you have a similar um, friend who had this kind of not good story about it, um, about meeting at work. And I also know someone who had the same situation. And I think there's a little differently, like they started off arguing and fighting a lot and that was right off the bat. And so then they went on to date for probably about two plus years um, and it ended badly, but there was a warning sign at the beginning for how it could potentially go. Um, but with us, it was like, it was so effortless and easy. And that's our whole relationship, by the way. Um, like, I think we just found like each other in our personalities just mesh really well. Um, Cause I'm like way crazier and he's really calm. <laughs> um, but- but, you know, if you start off and you're realizing these these warning signs, it's just not worth it. In my yeah. But anyway, you free. anywhere. Yeah, totally. Question. Did you I know you guys had a lot of friends at work, so I'm assuming they knew what was going on. Is there any part where you tried to keep it a secret or where you're like, oh, like now this is real. Now we need to tell people or did you have to like go to HR about it? Like what were the actual logistics of navigating this new relationship? Yeah. The fir- Before Kristen answers that, the first important thing is that Kristen has no filter. <laughs> okay. That, that is true in life, but, <laughs> but that's not going to help with this answer. Um, no. So we didn't, we kept it a secret for, well, I, everyone knew about the crush and like people probably knew that there was like maybe something going on but not a lot of people. Um, and we did keep it to ourselves for quite some time. It was probably about six months. And I do think that is really important just because if it doesn't work out, you guys can keep it to yourself and not have the whole office involved. If everyone knew about it from the beginning and it doesn't work out. And usually like six months is a good marking point of like, you'll know if it could potentially get really bad or if it might work out at least for longer. Um, but I mean, we just, we definitely didn't tell anyone. And then we started to slowly tell certain friends. Um, the interesting thing is that our, so our bosses kind of like how our team was structured is he had a different day-to-day direct boss than I did. I mean, we both were part of the same like bigger team. So both bosses worked with both of us, but like my direct day-to-day boss um, was under his direct day-to-day boss. And so, and we were really close with her. In fact, she will be at our wedding, um, which is really sweet, but when they found out it was definitely like a thing I mean Sam said this before it's an ad agency so it is a much more casual environment than if we were at like a law firm but um 
but they it was more so like they were being playful and making fun of us and yeah. fun at they, us. They were than, entertained by it more than any any larger concern. Um so yeah, I mean it was like it was it wasn't a problem. Um I think you also have to like figure out the situation that you're in and your company and how things might work. We didn't have to report it to HR. A lot of companies you do. And it's possible, by the way, that our bosses told HR as like an FYI. Since our company was so small and it was like weirdly a very incestual company, one of our other friends, two of them were dating and then two actually started dating when we left and now they are recently engaged. So by the way, great success story of yeah, like true. so many couples came out of this. Um, but Was this an ad agency or a like singles <laughs> network? Yeah, it was like a hinge party actually. We just speak dated day. all day. That's really <laughs> pretty we, much. It sounds like it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Was yeah. it like what was it like in those six months keeping it a secret? Was it hard? Was it like fun? Like, did you like sneak around the office? No, it was so fun. We, <laughs> I kind of wish we could do it for a longer. Honestly. I mean, like we would sneak around. We would like message each other on Slack. Like, which by the way, I don't know if anyone monitors Slack, so maybe this was risky, but. We would message each other like cute little flirty or like inappropriate things or like text or um, like at the end of the day, like go home together, but not tell anyone. Yeah. Or like there was a time where we were both working on a project and we were working till pretty late. And so it was fun to be in the office. Like I didn't mind working late, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there were also times where like we'd be both working on individual work, but we didn't have meetings. So we would like go to the kitchen area and like sit and work together and just you yeah. know, keep each other We would company. try to act like we were just friends. Yeah. But I also feel like people caught on probably. Like, you know, it's okay. hard to keep a secret, especially when everyone's so close. Um, but once we did tell everyone and once it did kind of like get out, it was really fun because like I said before, we would go literally after work any day to a bar with everyone. And like, it would be so fun to have each other, but also be with our friends. So, and we like, I planned some Halloween party for everyone. Um, and so that was like, it was just so fun because it's hard. I mean, it's hard in any relationship when you're meeting each other's friends and having to, you know, really get inside each other's lives um, and integrate. But you know, when you have so much overlap in friendship, it's just really fun. Yeah. Kristen pushed me to host like roof parties as well uh, during the summers too, which I wouldn't have probably done on my own. They were like, they were more like Kristen's parties, but I just had them on my roof. Kristen's parties at yeah. Sam's roof. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in a way, you know, meeting in this situation and beginning your relationship in this type of yeah situation led you to build a really strong foundation because you had to communicate and you had to really consider each other's feelings in the decisions that you were making. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, it's, it's so crazy. Cause I mean, this was like, when I started dating him, I had just gotten out of another relationship, um, which was like a really tough, bad relationship, you know, very well. Um, and so I didn't really have a good success. And I had been in like a relatively serious relationship in college for honestly, probably only like six months. It wasn't even that long, but it also was really bad and ended really bad and toxic. So I didn't really have like a good stable relationship to base anything off of. And when we started dating and it was just so easy and like I said, effortless, it just felt so like right. And I think a lot of it genuinely has to do with the fact that we have so many overlapping values and our careers are so similar, which means that we just have a lot in common as people. 
Um, but personality wise, we are really different. So there's nice overlap, but also nice differences. Do you think had you met on a dating app at a party in another situation, do you think you would have ended up together? That is an amazing question. question. I'm like kind of obsessed with this question. Um, Okay. If we met on a, so I think there's differences. Like if we met at a party, if we were both at a party, there's literally no way we would be together. Like I would probably be a wild child, like overtaking shots and Sam would be like standing in the corner, like sipping on a beer with (laughs) someone else, not alone. (laughs) alone. (laughs) Thanks, Um, Thanks for that. But if we met on a dating app, I think maybe just because like it has a descriptor of all of these things that I like about him. Right. Um, like you would have you would have been attracted to each other and gone on that first date and, you know, like connected on certain things that you connected on anyway. I think I probably would have been more inclined to initiate more in the beginning as well. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Outside yeah. of work. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which, by the way, the story that we're, we will be telling at our wedding, so everyone can have a sneak peek. <laughs> is that I was pursuing him hard and he was very disinterested and he will deny it to the death. It's but like, true. I'm convinced. I was just, I was hesitant. That's mm-hmm. all, all it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was very interested. In hindsight, looking back, is there anything you would have changed about the way everything unfolded? I don't think so. I think it worked out as pretty well as it could have. <laughs> I mean, I'd I, say so. I'd say so. Um, I mean, I think the only thing that I think about sometimes that's like kind of sad is that this group of people that we had, like, I mean, they're not responsible for a relationship by any means, but they were really obviously instrumental in our growth as a couple. We don't really speak with many of them anymore, just honestly, because COVID, we left the company. A lot of people don't even live here. The two I was mentioning that got engaged literally live in Denver, um, so we all just kind of grew apart and it is, it is sad just because there were such great memories, all of us. Um, but our bo- the boss that I was mentioning who will be at our wedding, like she just had a kid, like we've all kind of gone through these like new life stages. Obviously when we got engaged, she was so excited and so thrilled. We were at her wedding, um, which happened while we were at the company still. And so, you know, we still do have a lot of these bonds, yeah. but it's definitely like one thing that, and it's not directly related to our relationship, but one thing that I wish we yeah. still had just because we have such great memories from that time of our lives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything that I would probably go back and change other than in hindsight, you know, maybe uh, being more quicker to, uh, you know, um, jump into the, the relationship just so she doesn't have this hanging over my head for the rest of our lives. But <laughs> it's, it's, you know, whatever, that's what it is. Um, one thing I do, I did find really interesting was like when we left the company uh, and started working elsewhere, like there was a, there was a, an adjustment period, I think, um, just to adjusting into like what, what we were adjusting to is what most people would have in a normal relationship, which like is like actually having to make plans to see exactly, each other. Exactly. And, and it yeah. wasn't, it just, it took a little more, which we discussed and were prepared for, but it, there was still this reality of like, everything was so natural. And so, you know, there for us where, it, you know, it didn't require much planning where now we had to coordinate a little bit more. Um, the one thing that was great was, um, which I think still is like when you're in a relationship with someone and you're both working or you're both like doing different things during the day, 
it's really nice when the other person doesn't have a vested interest in the people that you're spending all of your time with during the day. For example, when we were working together and, you know, you want to come back and you want to like complain or like vent about somebody at work or someone that like pissed you off or something that happened. And you want the other person not to like give answers or solutions, but just to be like, yeah, that's really, you know, that's BS. And, you know, that person's an idiot and like not really have any, you know, skin in the game in that, in that situation. And when we were working together, that was, it was a little tougher because we would, you know, have those conversations, but I would, she would be talking about someone and I'd be like, oh, I actually had a great meeting with them on a different project or vice versa. Right. That's so Um, true. But, but when we left, it was really nice for, for me to like vent to her about something at work and for her to just be like, yeah, that's, that's so dumb. Or, you know, that when that's all you really need and, and, you know, me being able to do that as well. So, something people don't really think about, but, and I I think we kind of took it for granted. Um, but I find that really interesting. Yeah. Just like normal venting things like normal work was so annoying. This person's the worst, like, yeah, they sound horrible. Like that's all you want to hear in the moment. But yeah. Yeah. I think the, the like one problem that we had in our relationship with that project we worked on was like the competitiveness. And obviously when you leave, you don't have that. So I mean, that was also tough because no matter what, everyone's going to be on a different track with their career. And so if he were to get a promotion and I wouldn't, and I felt I deserved one, like that would be really hard on our relationship. Um, Luckily, we didn't get to that point because we weren't there that much longer. Um, But it definitely is something that is like an added pressure you don't think about. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's like, if he got a promotion, you didn't, it wouldn't be his fault that that happened, but you would be jealous. You would be frustrated and you'd also want to celebrate him at the same time, but it'd be, it'd be difficult to navigate for sure. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? 
Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. I think, and I do think it's funny that we even are talking about it because I do think there are still moments where we do have that just because we are in such a similar industry. Yeah. And so for a while, and now I actually don't work in the same type of role. Now I'm client side and he's still like technically agency side, but for a while, like our levels and titles would map up to each other's. So I always felt like we were more equals. And if he would get a promotion and his title would suddenly jump to a title higher than mine, you know, I definitely would feel not, I would want to be so happy for him, of course, but I would definitely feel a type of way about my own growth. So and we're at totally different companies and companies work so differently from each other in terms of like promotion cycles. So you are a year apart and we are a year apart. He does have like a full extra year of experience than I do. And also, by the way, I started in this industry completely by accident. He actually studied this in school. So he like technically probably deserves to be higher than I am. (laughs) Um, But now that we're like on different sides of it and like titles are really different client side, we don't even have that at all anymore. Also, Kristen's way smarter than I am. You guys. Okay. I want to move into some listener questions. Some of them we have kind of already answered, but there are a lot of really great questions here. Um, I want to start with this question. How can you tell if they like you back and how do you make the first move? And I get asked this all the time in very similar ways, but like sometimes it's like, I think my coworker likes me, but I'm not sure how do I approach the situation? Cause if they're just being really friendly and I'm misreading it, that's going to make things awkward. And I know you guys kind of shared what you did, but like, how did you, Kristen, like, how did you finally know, like, okay, yes, like, he's interested, like, green light. Mm -hmm. And I guess, Sam, you kind of knew Kristen was interested. But yeah, like, how do you navigate? Do they like me? Or are they just being friendly? Yeah, so it's funny. And I'll answer that. But I'll also just say that before the first time that we actually kissed, we did go out to a bar with a bunch of friends and I had brought him and um, or like invited him and I wanted to hang out after and I made a comment about it because like I said, I'm aggressive. Um, and he was like, I have to go meet my brothers, like totally shut me down. And I was really upset and annoyed. Granted, he was actually meeting his brothers. I just didn't, okay, you don't have to respond. We know you were meeting your brothers. We get it. Um, <laughs> but, but at the time, like I, I did feel like type a type of way I felt rejected. Um, I think it's no different than the real world and like not working together in terms of that. Um, I always tell my friends, like you should be aggressive. It's really not just about the guy coming to you at this point. If you want to ask them out or if you want to say, I love you first or anything like that, I know you did as well. Um, which by the way, I actually don't know. I don't think I said it first, but I always encourage girls to just try like that. You're, you're not necessarily like, you're not doing anything wrong, you know, like it's worth it to try. Um, 
I think in terms of like when I felt there was a green light, the flirt, the flirtation and like the conversation had changed. Um, but I also was treading lightly. Like when I asked him to take an Uber back together, he could have easily said, no, that's inconvenient. And I would have said, okay. And then not done anything. But once he had said like, yes, let's take an Uber back. And it was just the two of us. I knew obviously he made the first like kissing move. Um, not obviously, I don't know why I said it like that, but he did. Um, but you know, it's just like about the signs that you're feeling and getting. Um, and I just happened to be like very perceptive. But after that first time, I was like, oh, he's definitely not interested. And then he was being a little bit more starting the conversations, being flirtier. And so then I realized that the line had crossed. Um, but it's hard. I mean, like you could be at a holiday party. You could be, you know, going out to a I, – I just always honestly say that if you are – interested in someone at work, the best way to do it is get like a crew of people to go out together and start to feel the vibes and have your own conversation instead of necessarily just going up to them and asking them out on a date. Because if they might be nervous to date someone at work and they reject you, you're going to feel really bummed and probably a little awkward. Whereas if you go with a big group of people, you can start to get the vibe if they're interested um, or if they would be interested. And then you can also have the time to have the conversation to see if your values are lining up. I think that's yeah, what I think that's it. really smart. Go ahead. I think yeah. that's what enabled it for it to be pretty natural for us. Like there was a feeling out process before anything formal or official happened. And we had gotten to know each other before that and like have an understanding of where our heads were each at. So it it yeah. reduced, I think, the risk level a little bit before we got to the point where we were mm-hmm. in a relationship. And it's like all these little things that build on each other. And I think you mentioned something that's really important to pay attention to. And it's that change in communication. Like, did it start out cordial or friendly and then move into flirty? Like, I think that's really important to pay attention to. And and I say the same thing. Like if people ask, how do I know if someone's fizzling out or if things have taken a turn? It's like, well, were they texting you all day, every day? And now they're texting you twice a day. Like, I think the changes in communication are so, so telling. And it's really important to pay attention to that. That's a really good point. There's also, and this is a complete side note, but I don't believe in there being such thing as a bad texter if they like you. If they like you, they'll make the effort to text. Yeah. I I like 90, I 95% agree with that. I 95% agree. I think. Is Jake a good texter? Jake is a good texter. Um, I think there is there can be exceptions to that where some people are literally just bad texters and they don't know that you want them to text you more. Um, and I've seen that happen. I've experienced that. And Mm -hmm. I think in most of those situations, if someone says something about it, it gives the other person the opportunity Mm -hmm. to show up for them and show that they are interested. Um, and if they don't, then it's just not. Yeah. I mean, the communication thing is important, right? Like our, our relationship, I don't remember all the specifics, but I do remember like there was something that was bothering me and I told him that, Um, and he changed because he was interested in me and wanted to, you know, make me happy. And that's the sign of a great relationship. And not everything, I mean, first of all, not every guy knows, like no one has a rule book for how this should work. So not every guy goes into it knowing exactly what they need to do. Yeah. Okay. How to differentiate between work spouse feelings versus real romantic feelings. I love this question. And this is something that I actually definitely kind of struggled with. Um, In my first job at Sony, there was a guy who he was literally like my work husband. He was like one of my closest friends for years. And he actually had a girlfriend that whole time. And Mm -hmm. I felt really bad because I 
part of me was like, this guy's my best friend. The other part of me was like, I think I have feelings for him, but he literally has a girlfriend. And I actually know that at one point his girlfriend approached him and said she felt like uncomfortable about how close we were. And I Mm -hmm. felt really badly about that. Um, So I'm curious if you guys, you know, experienced that where like you felt like you were work wife, work husband at all. And if not, um, just from what you've seen, like how do you differentiate that? I I think those feelings like come about because you spend so much time with a person and working together. So like those like feelings of lust can bubble up and it's hard to differentiate at times, regardless of like if you're in a relationship or not. I think like for us, when our relationship was budding early on, the way I think like I differentiated was we were spending more and more time together. It wasn't just time around work or, you know, after or during work, but like we started spending weekends together and we started doing things together and eventually like going on real dates. Um, and I think that helps bring clarity as well um, to, you know, just time ends up, you know, changing your perception of what the relationship actually is and helps bring clarity. Um, but so does, I think, time apart as well. Um, and I think like early on for our relationship, one of the points that I realized that like had a realization that this was something I genuinely wanted to pursue uh, for real was actually when I was on a work trip without Kristen and was talking to her. And like, I remember like being in the hotel and just thinking like, wow, I really wish she was here with me. Like I wish she was here and like, we could go do something fun, you know, while I have downtime and that like, that was a literal moment that I still remember where something clicked and I was like, wow, I, I actually really feel strongly about her and like wish she was here and want to spend all the time I can with her. We started off as friends and like, I just love that in relationships just because like we're truly best friends. Like we love just doing life together. You know, it's like I, when I go on a vacation, like I want him there cause he's so much fun and like we have so much fun together and it helped to start off as friends not that that will happen in every relationship or even many relationships, but um, when you work together, you do get that sometimes. So, you know, it's just like an added benefit of meeting someone that you consider like a work spouse. Yeah, definitely. And I think, Sam, I think you made a great point about when you're not with them. Um, And I think that is what I would suggest to the person who wrote in this question is like, on the weekends when you're doing other things, like, are you wishing they were also there? Like, if like vacation, the holidays are coming up, you're probably taking time off of work. Like, are you talking to them? Are you texting them? Are you like, wanting them to be a part of your life in a greater sense? Or is it really just like Monday through Friday? when you walk into the door, when you sign on to Slack or whatever exactly. it is like, and and that's when your friendship is at play or is it beyond that and kind of all encompassing in your life? Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. How can I not waste time figuring out interests, but also tread carefully? Mm. Figuring out interest in like the person. Yeah, I guess if they're interested in them or if vice right. versa. I actually think, you know, Kristen, what you said, like getting a happy hour going, getting everyone out to a bar, whatever it is, and and having that opportunity to connect, not at work and not in a high pressure one-on-one yeah. setting. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. For I sure. Think, I, I think like, especially it can be really easy to waste time if that's a concern at work, obviously, because it's also, it's also really hard. Like we were slacking, we were early on in our career, different things, but like, 
in other situations, people also just aren't as good at engaging during work now. Like at this point in my career, I don't think I would be as good as like at like flirting during work hours. Right. right. Um, just because I'm like so much more focused and busy. Um, but like that, I can see how that can be not only a waste of like, or a time suck, but also like create a ton of questions. Cause like, oh, wow. Like they haven't responded in three hours. I don't know if they're like playing hard to get or like, no, oh, they've been in meetings for the last three hours and like have had a really stressful day. Um, so doing those things outside of work, I think is a good way to bring barriers down and, you know, try to get right, you know, to the point or like get a quicker yeah. and not invest as much time as you would otherwise. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it's, I mean, for me, like my job is fully remote now, so um, it's also like, it's different. There's not really the happy hour, like just let's go to happy hour after. And a lot of people are going through that obviously with remote work. I think you can always consider like, let me set up a virtual coffee chat with this person or virtual drinks. If you're starting to become friends and you want to do virtual drinks, it's like a, (laughs) let's get to know each other better. Like you can totally do that. See if you vibe. And then if you do, it's great. You can then meet up in person. Um, yeah. So there are a lot of different avenues now and it's not probably not as simple as just let me grab like 10 people to all go to drinks after work. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really smart. And I think that's a really good just like vibe check. Mm -hmm. And it can be either casual or not based on how you each feel in the moment. I am all about the vibe check, by the way. Just like in a good vibe check. A vibe check. You know this, but I just got obviously I want to also address the fact that my makeup Sunday didn't get it done for this podcast <laughs> as much as I love you. I did my makeup trial for my wedding and my wedding isn't for a long time, but Our I wedding. wanted Our wedding. my wedding. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do You needed the vibe check. Totally. <laughs> vibe check with with the makeup artists and with how they do your makeup. I'm yeah. cracking up right now because the most Jake thing that's ever happened is happening right in front of me and you guys can't see it. But uh, mm-hmm. for everyone, we're recording this on Sunday. It is 1259 p.m. The Jets play in one minute. And Jake just walked in holding Barkley's jersey, Barkley's Jets jersey, because the Jets have only won when Barkley's Jets jersey is on. Let's go Jets. Did we ever come on the, the podcast? Because I would love to see this jersey. Um, Jake, can you come and pass Barkley to me? We need a Barkley appearance real quick. Come here, little puppy boy. Guys, this is a little sign to go watch on YouTube if you're not watching right now. Episode on YouTube channel is called Seeing Other People. It's very cute is happening right now. Hello, Barkley. Do you have anything to say? Barkley says he wants to be the best dog at the wedding. Oh, done. Mark, no. But we we did get a, an address for Barkley, so we know where Barkley <laughs> lives and where his invitation is. He'll going. be getting his own invite. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I filled out the address request as Barkley Dunn and Barkley Solomon. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Um, all right. Mm, how to get over them when you've liked them forever and they don't seem interested? Mm, that is a, just a hard thing in general. My like favorite advice for getting, and it's probably bad advice, but for getting over someone is finding someone else. I mean, for me, when I met Sam, like I said, I was just out of a relationship. It was a really tough breakup for me. Um, and instantly, like when I found Sam, I was just only thinking about Sam, even like before we were dating, just like crush wise, he was on my mind. So I always just say like the best way is the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. But I mean it. Jesus. What? That's the same. I know, I know. But I mean it. I mean, it does It does really help. I obviously know that at work, that's not as easy because you're seeing the person every day. I think just if you feel either like they rejected you or it didn't work out with them for whatever reason, I think just try to avoid them as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, like 
it's it's funny, but it's true. Like you can yeah. always grab your computer and go sit somewhere else if you sit near them or, you know, maybe not taking the same lunch break that you used to take if you know that that's their lunch break or um, if you have to be in a meeting with them, just keep it strictly professional and just try to not really look their way. I mean, it's it's like a weird message and type of advice, but if you're just not thinking about them and like intertwining with them as much as you were, it'll help. It's really tough though. It's really tough. It's yeah, it's one of the hardest things ever when you have to see them every day. I think in this case, two things, one fake it till you make it like you have to try and just convince yourself. I can make it through this day. I can make it through this meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing I would suggest is really maybe like throw yourself into work. And instead of making work about them, make work about like, I'm going to crush it this quarter. Like I am going to absolutely do the best I can on this project. Like I'm going to try for that promotion. Like, and I think that'll also like really impress them. And, you know, again, not about them at this point, but make them like regret it. Like, like, this is how awesome I am. This is how smart I am. Like, I'm going to get that promotion before you just like really throw yourself into work. And I think that's something that I've done with breakups in general is I've made work a bigger priority because I can't control how this other person feels about me, but I can control the work that I'm doing, how I'm showing up every day and if I'm giving it my all. And so I think just kind of having that as a distraction and challenging yourself to be your best at work is like the best revenge in this situation. The only thing is on the flip side is if you're doing that and you feel like you're staying extra late hours and then so are they because they're also trying to do really well at work, you're going to. that's Then you're starting to play a game there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can also do really well at work while also trying to avoid this person so that they're not just yeah. top of mind all the time, you know? Yeah. Okay. Let's do one or two more. Um, obviously you guys mentioned there was no, like no dating policy or like you didn't have to report it into HR, but, um, the, here's a question of, do you think there is a way to involve the company so that it's okay? And what about no dating policies? Like, how would you have navigated that? Or what would you, su- what, what would you suggest to someone who does have to navigate that. Yeah, it's definitely something you should consider before you even do it just because like, I mean, you don't want to be in a position where you're called into HR because you're being inappropriate. That's just, that's not good for anyone. And I mean, you'll just be uncomfortable then for like a lot of reasons. Um, So I think if there is a no dating policy, but you really want, like, just think, do you really want to make this work? Is it really that important? And if so, it's worth it, of course. Like I said before, like this is your life partner. So work could be a few years, but your life partner could be your life. So um, you really have to weigh the pros and cons and and just figure out if it's truly worth it. I think if it is, then it's just be like, like try to and set boundaries with that person, like have a conversation, just try to draw those lines. Be like, listen, we know that from nine to six or whatever it is, we need to be professional and not probably not go near each other, speak so we're tempted for any flirtation or anything um, and really draw that line. And then right after that, you can go and get a drink. Um, and then also by doing that, you don't risk like it showing up like you're dating and then you get called into HR. Yeah, I think it it depends on the office culture. Aside from like a formal uh, policy, the office culture plays a big role, um, you know, where we were, it was very social. It was an open floor plan. Everyone was together, but it's also a little bit different now as most people work remote. I I work at a consulting company and I happen to know 
a lot of people, there are a lot of couples at my company, a lot of married couples at my company who met through Mm -hmm. consulting while traveling on the road, like things happen, but like those things happen for a reason. And there is a very formal um, policy in place, but it is, it is formal and in place to enable for people to, to navigate around it. So great. Like there's no issue with people working at the same company, but it means you won't be staffed on the same project or whatever, you know, whatever it means to navigate around it. I think it's so but, common these days that that yeah. a lot of companies do work that way. I mean, I work for I work for AT&T. It's a massive corporation. I work with someone who met her husband at work. And so she did have to share everything with HR, which is totally fair. Like Sam said, there's a reason for that, but they're not forbidding her. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really it's really tough if your company is truly forbidding you. That's just not conducive to like a happy work life, you know, just because like everyone should be able to be their own adult, right? Like, and just have the right rules or measures in place so that they're not inappropriate, but they're their own adult. So I think for the most part, when there are policies, like you have to report any relationship to HR, like no dating. I don't even know if I've ever heard of an actual no dating policy, but when there are rules like that in place, it's usually for one of two reasons. One, it's to make sure everyone else feels comfortable at work. Like you don't want to get into a love triangle or be overly flirtatious in front of everyone else where, or like be extra PDA, you know, it's like, I think it's really just to remind people like this is a place of work at the end of the day and you do have to be professional. And I think the other main reason it's there is because of like different levels of power and you don't want to get into a relationship with your boss, you know, like that's really what it's there to protect. Um, People making sure that there's no like power struggle. There's nothing like that where it's super uneven and like actually inappropriate. So I think for the most part, that's why those rules are there. And maybe if, you know, if there is, is someone you're interested in, even before you do anything about it, maybe you could just go to HR and say like, nothing's happened. I'm not going to like name anything, but I want to make sure that I'm like protecting my job. And I just want to be aware of like your policies, like what is, what am I able to do and what am I not able to do? Um, and I think learning what your boundaries are is the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you could also probably do some research in your like internal HR system of the rules so that if you don't feel comfortable going to HR before you can, you can read about it and find out what the, the policy is. Um, I do know of situations where people, were made really uncomfortable by someone above them. Um, and so th- no one wants that in any aspect of their life. So it is really important to just respect the the work boundaries. I mean, for us, like we would never want anyone to be like, oh my gosh, they're being inappropriate or they're making me uncomfortable. Like that's horrible. Yeah. We would never want that. So we, like when I said we would flirt on Slack, like we were very intentional about just one-to-one we wouldn't do that in the workplace and make anyone feel uncomfortable our bosses included because that's just not good (laughs) because that's also gonna backfire and make you feel uncomfortable totally right and then that could jeopardize your relationship and if your relationship was meant to be like ours then yeah yeah so I think do your research and just keep in mind like those rules are there to protect everyone um and it's always okay to ask questions Okay, my last question for each of you, and this is my favorite question to ask, is what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Mm, I mean, it's probably come from you, let's be real. (laughs) 
Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is like the because that's a great question. I probably could like search my brain for an hour and come up with like the best advice I've ever given, but this is a piece of advice I've been given and I give to everyone else and I said it already. It's like just don't be afraid to be the one to start something or um, be the one to ask the other person out or be the one to make the first move or say I love you or anything of the sort. I mean, I've heard now of like women proposing to men and I think it's amazing. Um, We are powerful, bad ASS women. And I think it's so important to feel that way and really feel that way in the relationship. Like the woman can truly be the one to ask the first thing. So never be afraid to do that. If you, if that's your personality and you feel comfortable, of course, if you don't, then I I probably could have waited like six years and he would have asked me out, but (laughs) just kidding. But it's, it's just as much your life and your relationship as it is, or could have been his. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's why like we have nothing to be ashamed of by going for what we want. If anything, you know, I think the guys I've talked to about it are like, no, that's really hot when a girl makes a move because girls don't do that. And it shows actual interest and that they like really are serious about it. So Sam. It's hard. Um, I think something I've heard is that, which I think people don't necessarily, or guys especially don't always embrace um, early on in a relationship is like recognizing and understanding that, like it's okay to like really grow and embrace different sides of yourself through dating someone that you really care about. I think a lot of guys early on in relationships, if they're reluctant to commit or have commitment issues or like, Oh, I don't, I don't want this person to change me. I don't want like, they're, you know, making me someone I'm not, or, or, you know, making me want to spend my time differently. And it's okay. Like you don't need to hold on to old versions of yourself because someone you're meant to be with, you're meant to grow with. And you're meant to like evolve into different versions of yourself or to be the best version of yourself. And if it's someone you really care about and someone you want to spend your life with, then you want to make those changes. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it's not something that should feel reluctant. And if you are feeling reluctant about it, then it's probably not the person you should be with in the first place. I told you he's smarter. I love that so much. It is really good, like, especially because it's like so, so not something I've heard that often. And I love, I mean, we have grown so much together and have learned so much about each other and like things that we want to do differently just so that we are like the happiest we can be. So that is a very good answer. Good job, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, great job, Sam. Relationships truly are all about growing and, and evolving individually and together. And you don't want to a hold yourself back, b hold someone else back or c hold your relationship back. Like you should be allowing these things to happen and it might feel uncomfortable every now and then, but growth is uncomfortable sometimes and it can feel foreign and it can feel different, but it's all like with good reason and pays off in the end. It's not to say those aren't like, you shouldn't do things that aren't authentic to you, but if you, if there are changes that you feel deep down that you want to make, then you know, and it's the person you want to make changes for, then, then that's what, you know, that's what should be motivating you to do it. 
Exactly. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. We've been talking about doing this for so long. Oh my God, you guys look so cute right now. Seriously, everyone, if you're not watching this on YouTube, like go to YouTube, rewatch the whole thing just to see how adorable they are and how much he really does look like Nick Jonas. Um, I promise one day we'll hang out and I won't mention it, um, but 95% of the time I will. When I'm more tan and when I'm more in shape is when I get it the most. I've when, and when you're with Alana, because duh. <laughs> duh. Uh, uh, but seriously, guys, thank you so, so much. And I'm just so excited to continue celebrating you two and your love. And yeah, to everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Love, love, love when you do that. Don't forget, you can always email any long questions into seeing other people podcast at gmail.com or you can click in the link in the bio and the link in the show notes. There is a form where you can submit questions directly as well and please 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 share this with a friend who would love to hear it share it with your coworker group chat you never know you if you know what that could be the way to shoot your shot with the coworker you have a crush on <laughs> send this to them yeah ask them what they think like say like, oh let's get drinks and talk about what our thoughts from it later <laughs> do that share it on your story tagging other people and don't forget to rate and review if you haven't yet and i will talk to you guys next time Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!